Welcome to the Core Podcast, brought to you by Core to Cloud. We talk about all things cybersecurity, about the latest technologies, the insights, the learnings, and also a little bit about our culture in this ever-evolving environment. I'm Kelly, and I head up the marketing department. And I'm Phil from the technical team, and we're going to take you through all our technology in a really interesting way. Phil talks technical, why I keep it lighthearted and remove all the jargon. We also have a selection of guest speakers, including a few people popping in from the Quarter Cloud team. So let's dive in. Hi, Dana, and thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. For everyone that is listening, would you please kindly introduce yourself and your background? Um, and it's a very exciting angle, although we are looking at mental health, you have a different angle on it and your perspective. So I'm quite excited to delve into this. So yeah, an intro would be great for everyone, please. Thank you so much. So Dana Chapman, I am a nutritional therapist and functional medicine practitioner, And yes, my angle on mental health is different. I think normalizing mental health is not the right objective. It is not normal. It's the body's way of telling us that something isn't working as it should. So I like to try and educate people on how their bodies are working and how to get them to work better Mm -hmm. so that you can relieve the symptoms of depression and anxiety and all the other mental health conditions. Okay, so I quite like it. So your opinion is the mental health not functioning, maybe not doing how we want it to. It's like a it's a red flag trigger that something else internally is going on. I guess like a symptoms if you've got diabetes, it's maybe and a lot of things like my understanding is a lot of heart disease and things like that are more a lifestyle thing. So do you yeah. think the mental health pandemic is getting worse because there's a lot of nutritional and lifestyle things that are that are triggering it or do you think we just talk about it more publicly uh I think it's a bit of both okay I think people are suffering more these days and yes I think the diet has a lot um the diet plays a really large role okay firstly our soils are becoming a bit depleted so the nutrients that we actually get from the food that our parents and grandparents would have got is not as nutrient dense but we're eating a lot more processed food these days as well. And processed food is really devoid of nutrients. And not only is it devoid of nutrients, it doesn't contain fiber or any of the phytonutrients that are really essential for the gut microbiome. Mm -hmm. And gut health is really, really important when we're talking about mental health because of that gut-brain axis. So, yes, I do believe it is. They are symptoms that the body is not functioning as it should. We shouldn't it's telling us we've not gotten whatever it needs, right? Exactly. So to someone listening, I'm being very, you know, like I'm walking into a supermarket and I'm picking up yep. food. Um, yep. What do we classify as process now? Like I could be quite, you know, like I appreciate a carrot is a carrot and a grape is a grape. Um, yep. I'm assuming microwave packet rice is okay, even though it comes in a packet. Uh, everything's packaged now, isn't it? So what would we now classify as that's processed? And is it everything that you can't grab from the ground or from a plant? Or what, how do we classify processed? And Yes, it is actually anything that it's not in its natural state. But there okay. are some minimally processed foods that are still 
good for us. Okay. So, for example, yogurt is a minimally processed food, right. but it is still good for us. It's still got B vitamins. It's still got calcium. It's still got okay. a little bit of vitamin D as well. Then you're thinking about anything that is ultra processed are the things that we want to be staying away from. So if you pick up a package, it's got more than five ingredients or ingredients on the package are you need to be careful of refined carbohydrates as well. Because if you pick up something like pasta, Mm -hmm. that's going to be wheat and maybe one or two other ingredients. But is that wheat, has that wheat been processed, i.e. has the fiber been stripped out of it, or is it in its whole grain state? So there's small, simple changes that you can make when you're going for more processed foods to go for the closer to its natural state as possible. Okay. But yeah, you're thinking, I think that five ingredients rule is a good one. Interesting. And do you think it's like the way that we shop now? Because obviously, if we, we go back mm. and you're saying about grandparents, um, mm. there was the butcher, the baker, there mm. was you had your own allotment, you yeah. interestingly, like my nan always says, you know, you only ate whatever's in season, you only had strawberries yeah. in summer. Um, do you yeah. think it's the way we've changed the way we eat and access food? Yes, we have as well. And that also has an impact on the gut microbiome. So I think people almost get stuck in a rut. They know what they want to buy and they go into the shops and buy the same foods week in, week out. Mm, And that that. is, yeah, that is, um, that is not giving the gut microbiome the diversity that it needs. So the gut microbiome is made up of 37 trillion bacterial cells. And of those 37 trillion, there's loads of different families of bacteria. But like all the members in your family, different bacteria like different foods. So if you're eating the same food week in, week out, you're feeding the same bacteria and other bacteria doesn't have chance to thrive. And there's a lot of research into mental health and uh, those who are suffering from mental health conditions have what we call a deranged gut microbiome, which means that it's not very diverse. And what we're wanting, the benefits that the gut microbiome brings is from that diversity of the gut microbiome. Okay. How would one know if they've got a good like would you, like can you get tested for that can you or is it something that yeah. you okay so you can actually yeah. go and get a test to find out you can okay you can get a test to identify what microbes you have within your gut and there's okay. many different testing companies that do that it depends what you want to get out of the gut test i okay. would definitely say go through a practitioner because there will be companies out there that won't be as specific as the ones that practitioners can access. Mm -hmm. So understanding your gut microbiome is a good thing, but it can shift within two weeks of changing your diet. So simply by changing your diet within two weeks, you will start noticing some shifts within the gut microbiome. Okay. So if um, you're listening to the podcast and you've, feel that your anxiety's got worse or um yes yeah, st- stress stress has got higher at work um and interesting you were saying earlier just off the podcast that stress can actually impact your gut after yeah. i was quite interesting would you would you be able yeah. to mention that again of how stress has an impact of you being able to release happy hormones i guess 
Yeah, so it's in a number of ways. When we are stressed, blood flows to the periphery to allow us to get away from danger. And that blood actually comes from the digestive system. So you don't digest your food as effectively as you would if you weren't stressed. So if you're eating in a stressed state, you don't produce as much stomach acidity, which means you don't break your food down properly but you're not digesting your food sufficiently. And if you're not digesting your food sufficiently, you're not absorbing your nutrients right. that is contained in that food. Okay. Now we need nutrients to be able to produce our happy hormones. So serotonin, GABA, um, and dopamine. A lot of these chemicals are made in the gut, but they may not cross over the gut what we call the blood-brain barrier. So yes, 95% of serotonin is made in the gut. We don't yet know whether that crosses into the brain or not. But when we are in a stressed state, what happens is it increases the likelihood of what we call leaky gut syndrome. Okay. That is the tight junctions of the gut are a bit loose and particles can pass through then from the digestive system into the bloodstream, but the bloodstream doesn't know what that particle is. It shouldn't be there. It should right. be in the digestive system. Right. So it elicits an immune response and that immune response normally is inflammation. And we know that in mental health conditions, inflammation is a really big part. Most people that have mental health conditions have a level of inflammation or inflammatory markers in their blood. Because that's interesting because that connects to other... Like, I've been reading up on this on inflammation because also in my family, there's a history of fibromyalgia. Is that how you pronounce fibromyalgia, it? Fibromyalgia, yeah. yeah. So my yeah. auntie suffers it really, really badly. Um, um, And I've looked into it because I always have really bad shoulders and neck and wrists. And she also had um, a tunnel syndrome done in her hand. Awesome. So yeah. So I'm like, oh yeah. gosh, like, I'm, you know, like always looking into these sort of things. But it was interesting because yeah. the inflammation, I believe if you lower that through your diet and your lifestyle choices that you can actually h help that or ease that symptoms. Is, is yes. That, yeah. Is that correct? Yes, that? absolutely. Yeah. And that's again, the ultra processed foods are very inflammatory in the body. So okay. eating a more natural diet, especially a diet that's higher in what we call omega-3 fatty acids is very um, helpful in lowering inflammation okay. and omega-3 is another one of those nutrients that is amazing for brain health and mental health okay so the po the, the reasoning of why we started this podcast is that I work in a cybersecurity industry I also work in a startup that we've grown massively um long hours busy cybersecurity yeah. is pretty stressful um yeah. you know especially in the tech teams it's quite similar in the sense of they're always on call 24 7 always mm. on the defensive in the fact that something could go bad so they've got to be ready for it um yeah. and interestingly I did a podcast this uh recently with a stock analyst and she she's up all hours wrong hours backward hours you know not getting good sleep and she was you know looking into herself making sure that she was taking vitamins and eating at the right times to process the food and be able to sleep properly yeah. and she was looking into that so yeah. By human nature, and I might not be the only one, but we kind of seem to grab the easy option or mm -hmm. the sugary high, like I know I'm that, like, you know, go grab a Diet Coke in the afternoon to give me a pick-me-up or whatever, like, yeah. or, you know, or emotionally eat, like that side of things. So yeah. if you're in that kind of job and don't have, I don't know, um, the accessibility or, you know, a nice kitchen and stuff like that, what are there some 
easy recommendations of just to start you know getting back on track and getting a good gut and and helping your body as much as possible would you say yeah I always say start small and some of the simplest recommendations I make are make a no negotiable non-negotiable with yourself that every time you eat there's going to be a fruit and or vegetable on your plate okay um I don't think vegan is very healthy for mental health conditions. Lots of people will disagree with me, but we need the B vitamins and B vitamins. We get a lot of B vitamins from animal meat and animal produce. So trying to minimize your ultra processed food intake, but each time you eat, having a source of uh, fruit or a vegetable on your plate, as well as a good source of protein as well, because serotonin is actually made from tryptophan which is an amino acid which is found in protein so we need sufficient protein in our diet to give us the raw material to be able to create serotonin in the body another one is switch your snacks out nuts have been proven to be so beneficial for mental health because of the nutrients contained in them and there's loads of nutrients that are necessary for good mental health that are contained in nuts such as b vitamins and magnesium as well as a little bit of iron so can you switch out the snack option instead of going to the vending machine or Mm -hmm. going to go get that diet coke can you have a small handful of nuts to try and to try and push you through because the fats in the nuts will help keep you feeling satiated for a bit longer as well okay And then it's about daylight exposure. Daylight exposure is amazing for helping regulate what we call the circadian rhythm. That's our day-night cycle. So trying to get onto the correct time of day can be done through daylight exposure. So that's another quick tip that I like to give people. If you are stressed and manic in work, can you get outside and have natural daylight exposure for 10 minutes at lunchtime? I, I think that's why I'm so much happier this time of year. Yeah. I'm such a different person, like waking up yeah. in the light, going yeah. going home in the light, like pretty much going yeah. to bed in the light. I'm just like, oh, so much better. Um, but yeah. yeah, it does have a huge impact, doesn't it? On And just being able to go outside or, or breathe or a lot of people we've been talking about their mental health and just going for a walk can make something yeah. feel so much better than yeah. what it does when you're inside because we're not meant to technically be in concrete square boxes, are we? Yes. And again, being out in nature is really good for the gut microbiome because you're exposed to microbes in the air and microbes from the soil. So it's another area that's um, really useful for mental health. And we know that being in green spaces is very calming for the nervous system as well. Interestingly, so I know you mentioned vegans and some people will make that choice as their diet. Um, If they have made that choice, would you say that supplements are necessary to support what they would be not be getting from 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 the animal proteins and things would you would you say that you'd need to supplement to support that absolutely so you won't get b12 in a vegan diet b12 if you lack b12 the symptoms are very similar to low iron so that lack of energy um, and vitality Uh, b12 is very important for our dna methylation and repair so you won't be getting B12 from a vegan diet, so definitely supplementing with B12. Okay. And then I would also supplement with omega-3 fatty acids. So you do get omega-3 from things like walnuts, flax seeds, and chia seeds, 
but the body has to go through a conversion process to get the anti-inflammatory molecules from those those sources mm-hmm. of omega threes. Whereas if you're eating oily fish, it doesn't have to convert it um, like that for your anti-inflammatory molecules. Okay. So omega three is definitely another one that I would supplement because omega three is also very important for brain health and brain function. And when you're thinking about mental health, you've got to think about your brain health as well. Interesting. Okay. So so much to unpack. (laughs) It's crazy to think like changing your diet could have such an impact on, I don't know, like, yeah, conditions that your family might have like fibromyalgia or conditions of like your mental health, like shifting your diet could have such a huge, huge impact on Mm. that. Um, I I guess my question is, I I know you've said that you offline that you, um, it was something that you always loved nutrition, Mm -hmm. but I'm just, I I imagine not many three-year-olds, two-year-olds, five-year-olds wake up and go, oh, nutrition is my love. Um, How did it become your, is it like an experience thing or was it, was this, what was the trigger of you getting into nutrition or finding like a different way? Uh, I was about 16 years old and I didn't like the way that I looked or felt. And my mother was a classic yo-yo dieter. And I thought if I want to feel better and look better, I can't go down that route. I was playing hockey six days a week. So I knew I couldn't be a bit of a yo-yo dieter or I couldn't diet because I needed the energy to play sport as well. And so I started reading up about how to become healthy because I thought if I become healthy, then surely I will look a little bit better and I'll feel a little bit a little bit better. And that's where my interest was sparked, really. I was just okay. so fascinated that I could eat certain foods that would help me have energy. And I was like, well, great, I need energy to play hockey. So what foods do I need to mm. eat to give me energy? And then I was, um, I didn't do very well in my O-levels, which is what you call GCSE here. Uh, But when I was about to do my A-levels, I was like, well, what foods can I eat to help support my brain health and brain function? And I started taking taking an omega-3 supplement. And the difference that I noticed in my brain health and brain function was absolutely night and day. And I I wouldn't say I sailed through my A-levels because I think I was one of those people who studied just enough. Yeah. Um, But it was was phenomenal how I just felt that shift. And when you start eating better, you know how good you feel. And that in itself stops you from, stops you from reverting to eating unhealthily. My mother was a baker as well. So there was always sugar and cake and cookies in the house. Mm. But I started by saying, okay, well, I'm just going to make sure half of my plate is vegetables because I know I need the nutrients from those. And then the other half of the plate can be the protein and the carbohydrates. Um, And then throughout university, I think I was the only one that was making salads and cooking from scratch and all of that sort of thing, because I knew how, how good I felt eating the way that I did. It's interesting that you say that because, um, you know, the Instagram of the world and you see all these people that go on fitness journeys or, or stay mm. on, on do really well and lose the weight, but stay on plan is normally like yeah. you said, it's not been a quick fix or a yeah. crash diet on a smoothie. They've really changed yeah. the way they see food in the house and that they cook and they get their family yeah. involved and it becomes a lifestyle choice that like you yeah. said, when they do have 
that pudding or whatever they have like a major crash or um yeah. I also really like like listening to um Fern Cotton's podcast as well and she took sugar out of her life and when it, when she started doing it I was like that sounds insane um yeah. uh, but then she says like when she has something with sugar in it it's like really horrific and it takes like a few days and I guess it's yeah. like alcohol isn't it when you remove yeah. most people could probably have one drink a day and be okay yeah. but if you completely cut it out for a month and how everyone goes god I feel really great like my my brother's just done a big detox and taking sugar out and he said oh 10 days was really bad but now like it's like a whole new clarity and he was like I wouldn't ever yeah. go back to eating sugar and I'm like really you've yeah. cut it all out and he's like yeah. yeah and I feel way better so I think it's, yeah. it's I think you've got to have that eureka moment maybe you do and I like to try and tell people that I'm talking to that we need to start viewing food as a source of nutrients. Like our bodies don't need calories to get through the day. They need vitamins and minerals and protein and essential fatty acids. And yes, some carbohydrates. But essentially, if you don't have the nutrients, the vitamins and minerals, then the body can't do the processes that it needs to do for you to function optimally. Mm. So we need to start seeing food as a source of this is going to make my body work as efficiently and effectively as it possibly can. Just to play, what about the social side of food, though? Like the dining and the collaborative nurse or baking a cake with your kid. And like as human beings, I'm imagining me being a cave girl it would have 100% been like that, right? Like I would have yeah. been right. I need to gather. I need to make sure there's enough food so I can keep the day yeah. that I can reproduce, etc. But we have yeah. changed food. in a, Like it's a social thing or it's a tacos night or it's a pizza yeah. party. Like we've made it, you know, or we've reward ourselves with food, don't we? Like We do. And I think that's where it might go wrong, right? right? So great, you can reward yourself with food, but not, why not reward yourself with a delicious salad? So I like you, I am a foodie, and I believe that food needs to be both delicious, mm. but also nutritious. And great, if you want to go out and have a pizza night, go for it, because it should be, I like to say, let's have an 80-20 rule. So 80% of the time, you're feeding your body with nutrients to support it. You can allow yourself the 20% of, okay, I'll have a couple of squares of dark chocolate tonight, or I'll go out for a pizza tonight with the girls, or whatever it is, mm. because that's also really important for your mental health, that social yeah, aspect, yeah. and not depriving yourself. I don't think we should ever see food as a source of, oh, I'm going to deprive myself of having that, or I'm going to reward myself with having that because that's just, it's going down a bit of a dark alley. Yeah, isn't it? yeah, yeah. no, no, I get it. But like, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm a classic, I'm a classic yo-yo dieter. Yeah. Um, but it's always like, oh, I've done amazing all week. I've worked out yeah. four days. It's the yeah. weekend. So now I can yeah. treat myself and I could completely yeah. unravel everything that I've done in the five yes. days, in the two days. Um, yeah. But it's interesting because I grew up, I think the polar opposite, I had everything was cooked, everything was fresh, never a Coke can in the house, like very, very had sweets. A McDonald's was like an extreme treat. So when I went to uni, 
I was like a kid in a candy store because I was like, <laughs> oh my goodness, this thing's called takeaway and pizza comes here. And like, yeah, I went yeah. the polar opposite. So I went yeah. from what I was thinking, you know, I was pretty, I was a dancer, I was pretty slim, never ever had to worry about my weight over particularly. And then since yeah. that, and since I'm moving out of my parents' home, it's like, oh, like, and I'm not good with food because I had my mum that prepped and made it for me and I don't have yeah. the same good skills or cooking skills as her and and things like that so it's interesting how your background and what you're brought up can actually like you looked at it and was like right I'm not going to be a yo-yo dieter where I looked at it like yeah. god I can't eat a salad every single day I'm going to go crazy it's like I've done it's done the polar opposite so yeah. I, finding that good middle ground yeah is quite in and I think I'm bad with my daughter because everything was so banned I tried to not make anything a taboo so I'm like yep. yeah you can have some chocolate and she's actually quite good now she's like ah, oh, I've had enough actually thank you like oh yeah yep. da, da. whereas yep. I felt like when I left the home it was such a taboo I like just gorged on it um yeah yep. so yeah how do you think of you know because the next generation of children we want them mm. to I think mental health like you said and physical health for my daughter's you know really aware of of, of looking after yourself at, at, at six like I think it is far more yeah. open and broadly spoken about you know she knows about yoga and meditation yeah. and taking a breath so I think that's great um yeah. but how do you think as a parent um I could prepare them and stress isn't going away is it so how can no. I prepare them to make better choices um without I guess being too much of a you know too strict yeah at all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's something that I constantly have to be conscious of all the time as well, because it sounds like my household is very similar to how you grew up. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I think it's about education. I right. always find that it comes down to education. If we understand how our bodies work, then it's almost an easy sell. Like, you know, let's have the pizza but let's also have some carrot sticks and some cucumber with it because we need the nutrients from the carrot sticks and the cucumber mental health shouldn't be separated from overall health it's one and the same thing right. mental health symptoms are symptoms that your body is not functioning as it should because it doesn't have the raw materials that it needs or there is massive stress in the picture that's depleting those nutrients. So I always find it's about education. And this is how I try and instigate change in those that I talk to is through education. If you know how your body works, if you know for good mental health, you need nutrients to be able to create your neurotransmitters. You need protein to be able to create your serotonin. You need your omega-3 fatty acids to help support the brain. So if we start seeing food as a source of nutrients rather than I'm going to really enjoy this or I'm going to really not enjoy mm. that, um, I think that's how we can start making the shift. So, yes, you might find ice cream is delicious, but do you also find cucumber delicious? Like we can have them both. Right. And we should have them both. But, you know, the ice cream is not going to be as beneficial for your body as the cucumber would be. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, 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 it does make sense. What, so, okay, so go, swinging around to the audience and, who, and what this is all about. So in, in my industry, um, burnout is a big thing. Uh, yep. People are, I think it's, I think the exact stack is, is like 57% of people that are 
having burnout through work are leaving the industry. Yeah. We've already got yeah. a problem in cybersecurity that enough people aren't coming into it. So if they're then getting burnt out and leaving, that's yeah. not great. Now you're yeah. saying that if we get stressed, that impacts how we can um, take on our food and our nu- nutrients and therefore that's yeah. the impact is then the mental health. I don't think anytime soon that the industry will get less stressful just because of the way it is. Yep. So what can you do to help take on the nutrients, even though you know you're going to be, does that make sense? You're going to be in a stressful environment so that you can probably mitigate some of that, go outside, like you said, but it is quite a high alert, like being a doctor or a nurse, that doesn't change. So how can you help your body, I guess, is it when you eat, you make sure that you're sat down or when you, I, I guess, is there some things that you can do to help your body absorb the food? Absolutely. And stress is going to lead to burnout, right? Mm. So burnout is the adrenal glands have stopped functioning as they should. Um, but you are right. Stress is not going anywhere. What we're not doing, though, is we're not recovering from the stress or we're not allowing our body time to recover from the stress. We evolved to have a stress response because we needed it to get away from danger. But when our ancestors got away from the tiger, they lay down and rested for a day or two. We're just not doing that now. We're always on the go. And when we're not on the go at work, you might be on the go at home. Mm. So it's about building in those stress relieving activities to try and support your body. And that is lots of things that you've already mentioned. Uh, the yoga, meditation, if that works for you, yeah. time out in nature, all of those things. I think everyone everyone has experienced stress, but everyone knows where they feel good and where they feel at their best and where they feel calm and not stressed. So Whatever that is for that particular person, that's what they need to do. It's great to talk about meditation and yoga. Not everybody loves it. Not everybody gets on with it. I find it very difficult to meditate. And if you are in that state of stress, you will find it very difficult to meditate as well because your body is primed to get away from danger, not to sit there and meditate. Yeah. So it's about understanding how the body works, right? Uh, So, yes, how can you make sure that your body is absorbing the nutrients when you are eating, even if you are in a stress state? I always suggest using breath work. So by using breath work where you are extending your exhale. So, for example, if you breathe in for a count of four, breathing out for a count of six helps switch you from your stress state, which is your sympathetic nervous system, into your non-stress state, which is your parasympathetic nervous system. So I like to call it fight or flight or rest, digest and repair. So to go from fight or flight to rest, digest and repair, that simple breath work for one to two minutes before you sit down and eat your food is going to help you absorb those nutrients. If you are going through a period of high stress, I always recommend supplementing because you are going to be burning through magnesium and B vitamins. Magnesium, I like to refer to as nature's tranquilizer. Sounds good. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Sounds good to me. (laughs) Yeah. Helps you calm down. Uh, Very good for those people suffering from anxiety. Um, So, and sleep, very good for sleep, magnesium is. So, magnesium and B vitamins. B vitamins help you create your neurotransmitters. 
So I would definitely recommend a supplement that's got good quality B vitamins and magnesium in it to help support you through stressful periods. And all vitamins, are they all the same? Like if I was shopping for them? No. Like, no, like I've heard that. Like it's not like you no. can just pop into the supermarket and that's going to do. Like, where would you recommend getting your vitamins from? Uh, I would recommend either a health food store okay. or through a practitioner like myself. Okay. So we will be able to access um, really good quality nutrients and vitamins. And we are all unique. So the same vitamin or mineral may not support you in the same way that it supports mm. your husband. So that personalization is also really important when it comes to nutrients. But definitely don't pop down to your local supermarket or um other store to go and get uh okay so you should really go and get advice and make sure that you're getting the right ones for your body and stuff like that okay especially if you're on medication not many people know that if they're on medication sometimes supplements can interact with that medication so if you're taking medication definitely get advice from a qualified health professional such as myself and there's a big trend around the CPD oils and things like that. What's your opinion on that sort of thing? Is it kind of like a fad hype or do you think there is something in that? I think there's definitely something in it, but okay. the amount of CBD that you need is probably higher than in any of the products that you can buy off the shelf. Okay. Uh, as a nutritional therapist, I am not qualified to... Um, supplement somebody with cbd okay but there are some specific doctors out there that i know of that do use cbd with um with great success okay but again cbd is one of the things that interacts with a lot of nutrients so if you are taking cbd or thinking about it be very careful about what you're taking it with oh interesting so that could have an impact of how you're so us picking up a nice drink off the shelf with it in, thinking that's going to calm us down, may have an impact of what we've eaten that day or something. It may, but also okay. the amount of CBD in that drink probably won't have that effect. Right. Okay, fine. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, okay, that's good to know. Yeah. Okay. So if we are in a stressful environment, you're saying taking breaths to calm ourselves down before we eat the food. I mean, yeah. I'm a nightmare for never having a lunch. Uh, probably eating as I'm walking or on my desk. I'm guessing that's probably not a good thing. Like, is your environment where you eat have an impact too? Yes, and how you're eating. So if you're not focusing on chewing your food and digesting your food, you're not going to be digesting it very well. So digestion actually starts before you put food in your mouth. Simply by looking at your food and smelling it, your body starts to send signals to your stomach to start producing stomach acid. So if you're eating in that rush state or on the move, your body is not primed for digestion and you won't be digesting that meal as efficiently and effectively as if you were sitting down in a relaxed state, having a chat with your colleagues or your family. Okay, so that makes a lot of sense of why as humans, we kind of do sit down and all sit together and make it a bit of an, I guess, an occasion because it allows our brain to be like, oh you're sitting down and and I think that's where lifestyle things have changed um 
like what good things were with my family was like we always had set meal times it was always the same we always sat together there was absolutely no screen time no distractions and I'm not good for this now you know my children get back earlier than I do so they eat together as them but then me and my husband eat later we probably only all properly eat together um at the weekends so do you think there are some lifestyle things that we need to start getting back into place that maybe our our grandparents just did as, as as normal or they just were just standard but it was really interesting I was talking to someone recently and they watched like an old video of a summer party at their grandparents and it was on like a black yeah. and white film and she was oh. telling me about it and she was like they did nothing I was like what do you mean <laughs> she's like I watched it but nobody did anything yeah. I was like what do you mean and she was like everyone just sat and talked <laughs> and then the odd occasion someone rolled a ball and then my nan got up, up and make some tea and yeah. then they women then the women went off and prepped lunch for ages she said but yeah. nobody did anything she's like if you filmed that now and put that on instagram or something like that, everyone would be like what is going on where we seem to yeah. have to like speed like everything yeah. up like it feels yeah. like we've sped life up so do you think that's also a bit of a downfall I guess of being in the tech industry, we've sped everything up. We've accessed everything quicker. We want things yeah. now. Emails have got to be responded to in two minutes. You can get hold of me anywhere in the world at any time. Is that yeah. having an impact of how we we eat and socialize? I Potentially. Yeah. Because we kind of squeeze eating in now, right? You eat at mm-hmm. your desk probably so that you can answer some emails. Yep. Yep. And tech whilst it i'm sure it has changed how we eat but it's also changing how we are responding to stress because okay. everything is instant our brain is always activated our brain is always on mm. yeah so we're, yeah we're constantly in that stressful environment in that bubble and then and yeah. we're all not eating better now <laughs> it's all a big <laughs> it's all a big mess we're not eating well we're all really stressed so we're not releasing any of those hormones. Okay, so I am guess I, I could talk about this for ages, but if anyone is listening to this and are either in a stressful environment, maybe they're aware that they're not doing very well with their diet or maybe, you know, they have high anxiety or in a really in quite close to burnout. Yep. Um, obviously, you're the expert on this conversation. Uh, where would be your first advice, point of call, how people could reach out to you? Where would you, how could you help and support in that situation? Yeah, so I, I am doing corporate uh, work at the moment. So if any organisation specifically is looking to support their, the mental health of their employees, mm-hmm. I'd be more than happy to have a chat yeah I do work with people on a one-to-one basis as well so feel free to reach out to me on my website which is www.dc-nutrition.co.uk I am on LinkedIn as well and I'm quite um, active on there so that's also a great way to reach out to me and connect with me and happy to answer anyone's questions. I do offer a free 30 minute consultation as well. So you don't have to sign up to work with me off the bat. I think it's really great to have an initial consultation, an initial chat to see if we're the correct fit for each other. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think there's just, oh, there's so much you could talk about on this. I just like, <laughs> oh, we only got like a little bit of time, but I think it's just amazing that 
we can make some quick lifestyle changes, put some yeah. better nutrients into our body and could yeah. just feel a lot happier. I mean, yeah. I think all of us could do feeling a lot more happier every day. So yeah. thank you so much. Um, obviously, please, anyone reach out to us if you've got any further questions. Dana will share all your details on the bottom of the podcast so they can access you. Um, but thank you so much for your time and sharing all your knowledge and expert information. It's definitely made me have a think about not having another Diet Coke later. I'll go find some nuts. <laughs> <laughs> thank, thank you so much. So much. Really, thank, really you. thank you. Thank you.